Thank you for tuning in to Man in the Making. Today's episode is part two of the roundtable discussion with Rajan Shankara, Kevin Kwok, Nandi Savam, and myself, Rokas. Rokas, uh, did, does your earlier uh, thought tie into anything? Go ahead. With Eastern astrology, how does that help you determine what a person is going through, what they will go through? Mm. So just to recap, make sure I understand the question. So you're looking to know how does astrology help you know what you're going to go through or how does it help you? Just Let's say when you said the person you went to, how they told you how many brothers you had, what was the process for them to tell you that? Um, well, they get your birth time and they basically make a chart of the sky for the moment you're born um based on sidereal what's called sidereal position which is the uh, actual star positions of the zodiac signs and then they have a way of reading it um which i know to do now at the time i had no clue it was like some magic but uh, there's an actual it's not it, you don't have to be psychic to do it i mean if you have a level of intuition it is good but it is uh it's very clear, you know, that, that what this planet means this. And there's some ways to find out if there's difficult karma associated with it or good karma associated with it and when it will happen. That's the amazing thing about in Hindu astrology or Indian astrology is that it has these systems that are, nobody knows how long they've been around. Like they're, it's just always been and everyone across India, all the astrologers, they know how to find these things out. So it's really just learning the techniques and the, the rules of interpreting the chart. The, the big question comes down to how are you going to use this information? So it's not even so much about, you can be a great predictive astrologer, um, but in my opinion, you can be doing a lot of harm because astrology, even though you can see when karma will manifest in your life, most people probably should never go to an astrologer. <laughs> if they're not philosophically sound, um, if they're just looking, because a lot of people see astrologers, tell me my good time, tell me my fortune. And, you know, I actually, as an astrologer, I repel the thought of being a fortune teller. That is the last thing on planet Earth. So I actually, even though I can see a chart, so see if somebody comes, shows me their chart, Rule number one, there's what you see and there's what you say. You don't just start blurting out everything you see in a person's chart because you see it. Because whatever you say becomes your karma. As an astrologer, there's actually a very serious, a lot of people in India are very, they feel like their family is going to be cursed if their son studies astrology or if their the father makes a, you know, does something bad. You know, there people have these beliefs and there's some truth to it. I mean, I, I wouldn't get some people are a bit superstitious, I think, but there is some truth to it where what you're saying, because people are putting the trust in you. If I say something negative, you're going to believe in it so bad that even if in the chart, it wasn't really that bad, you're going to make it happen. Right. Because we have one karma called Kriyamana karma, which is your actions. Right. Kriya is action. So we, if you believe something and you act on it, 
you don't even like say for example a lot of people say you're going to get divorced your marriage karma is so bad you're guaranteed to get divorced <laughs> and, you're going to change the way you look at your spouse and you can never look at your spouse the same way again it's like your spouse is going to have an affair and is going to cheat on you it's like what kind of oh my god and sure enough it happens like who knows now if it was really meant to be or if you put the stupid idea in this person's head because even if there is the only thing you can say for sure is there's going to be difficulties in your relationship karma but then it's up to you to put the effort in right Nandi, That's what did I'm, you get did sorry. you get did you get married uh did you guys do each other's charts or did you do her chart and then See I didn't get married based on that. No, I didn't get married based on oh! that. <laughs> so my fate, my karma is, is fixed. There's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> uh, but you know, they're, you know, you know, and, and karma, like difficult marriage karma can manifest in so many ways. It could be your spouse having health issues. You know, that's a, it's, you're married, you're happy with the person that is, you're not regretting the person, but it's not happy in the sense that you're, you're having these challenges still because of the marriage. So it can manifest in so many ways, you know, and you know, if we get technical, I can give so many examples, but it's really how you use astrology. Are you using my, my vision is to create, you're empowering the person who's coming to you. You're not giving all just sugar coated and nice stuff, but you really should not be telling the person you're doomed. You're going to get divorced. You know, that kind of thing that doesn't really make sense. And then there's those who use it to make money too. They're like, buy this gemstone, everything will get better now. Go do this expensive fire ritual. Um, actually, the remedy is to actually start striving for your spiritual identity. That's what karma is all about. Karma is the waves and your job is to learn to surf the waves. Once in a while, you're going to get knocked over by a big wave. But does it mean you're going to die and drown? Sure, if you do nothing about it. <laughs> you'll die, uh, drown and die if you do nothing about it. But if you're willing to put in the effort, then hey. That's beautiful. I, I really like all that. Um, I, I struggle with the same thing in my work. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely hesitant uh, to use the, the word divorce. Or, or when someone is trying to pull that out of me, you know, I, I, I'd like to think I give it usually three months with uh, a couple and then, then maybe I'll say, okay, I've, you know, if you're, if you're feeling this way, then, then, uh, you know, I'm not seeing it work out or, or anything, but I won't, I, I don't like the fact that, um, need that decision. My, my goal is to empower other people that if that's what they want, then they're prepared for what happens. But it's not my suggestion. My 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 idea is like is I'm not suggesting um, which way you go. Here's how to be a better spouse. Here's how to how to do your part. And here's probably what you're doing wrong, and you're not communicating about that thing. But whatever that means for you, um, and if you put that into practice or not, that's that's up to you. Mm -hmm. But I'm I, I don't like and and. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, and I, I do believe that there's a heavy karma there and a burden um, based on everything that, that you say as an advisor, or a counselor, or a mentor, um, even friends, um, you know, 
have to be careful. And, and, but I find that most people need professional help because uh, they're getting support from friends and family, but they rarely get guidance or good guidance. So I think there's a support versus guidance there. Um, so Nandi, it sounds like you're, you're extremely well-trained in, in giving excellent guidance. It's, it sounds wonderful. Thank you. It's really also my, my passion for deossifying because even, you know, we talk about Western religion, but in all honesty, you know, the big difference with Indian religion is it hasn't been censored, but it doesn't mean the same problems don't exist in certain groups. A lot of Hindus who are raised Hindu, for them, Hinduism is just a belief system. There's no striving. There's no self-improvement. It's like, and that's why, like Kevin said, you know, when something doesn't go wrong, you go pray to God. Well, the Christian does the same thing. There's no difference there. So see, the philosophical depth is really lost. And it, it and I think that's why many Hindus, youth or of our generation, at least, a lot of them, they just like, yeah, I'm spiritual, but not religious. Hinduism it's a sentiment at the most, but I don't really understand it. I don't, you know, I can't explain to you what's going on because their parents couldn't explain it to them. So a lot of people say, do this mantra, go pray to this God, pray to that God. And I'm like, well, first of all, what are you doing? Don't go pray to these gods if you don't understand what's going on. You know, like in our tradition, we understand more about the esoterics and the chakras and we understand that religion is not just this free for all. It's actually some kind of order and direction, you know, like any science. You don't, I want to be the CEO. You don't go open, you don't go in, you know, to the CEO's office and say, I'm taking your place. You have to start your way at the bottom. You have to learn the basics and you have to move up. Same with religion, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm even hesitant to uh, advise, you know, if someone comes to me and they want to learn meditation, I back up. I'm like, well, let's, let's see. <laughs> Where are you? What does that even mean for you? Uh, and, and is meditation even the first thing? Yeah, 100%. So that's what I tell people who ask for remedies in astrology. It's like, I'm not giving you a mantra. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you to start praying to this planet or put this yantra. First of all, do you have a basic practice? Have you, you know, tried to understand why you exist? Because Jyotish or Vedic astrology is really the science of seeing helping you to see what life is all about. And once you can see, then you can choose the direction you want to take. So the first job of the astrologer is to help the person to start seeing, open their eyes a little bit from whichever level they're at, you know, rather than doing all these mantras, like I have some friends who like, they do these hundreds of mantras and it's like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. They're not like, not to be judgmental or, you know, but there's these astrologers who really like do the Shiva mantra, do this Vishnu mantra, do this Ganesh mantra, Hanuman, and all these mantras. And if you want, you can also do this Venus mantra and Mars mantra. It's like they can spend 10 hours a day doing these mantras. It's like, why? Do you even know why you're doing these mantras? Like, what's your purpose? What's your goal? It's like, no, it's going to help me. Help me for what? You need to have a direction. You have to have some sense of what you want. Then sure. You want to get married? Let's focus on fixing that karma. It's not going so well. Maybe you need to do some charity. Maybe you need to go help some women in a shelter who are abused by their husbands. That's a real remedy. You're, you're changing your karma. Karma has to be changed by action. You know? 
Beautiful, otherwise, beautiful. You're, absolutely. You know, otherwise we're no different than Christians who just believe God is going to help us without us doing anything. You know, it's there's no difference then, really, for practical purposes. Kevin, uh, I see you ruminating. <laughs> I'm writing, I actually am, I write notes, as you can see. Uh, <laughs> so, Nandi, you said uh, the job of the astrologer is to help them see. So, how do you help them see? So, we help them see that, to help them see who they really are is not this limited human body, first of all. Okay that their actions have a consequence and that they can choose through their actions to change their future. They're not doomed. They're not fated or predestined. The only yeah. predestination is what you've decided you've programmed into yourself in your past and helping them understand that and see that and help them to feel empowered really is my so help them sort of understand their own belief system which would then be affecting all their actions yeah i mean ultimately if you come to an astrologer the astrologer's job is to help you understand you know reincarnation because your birth chart doesn't change it's the moment you're born and how am i able to predict when a challenging situation will come and even in what area of your life it'll come from you know, that an astrologer Nandi, is able. Sorry. Maybe we should, maybe there's a, a, a specific um, thing here that might help. Sure. Uh, so all these, maybe the next chapter would help. And then explaining that each person actually has predestined or, you know, almost predestined-ish characteristics. And then you help explain those characteristics they might have before yeah, yeah, going yeah, getting... through these cycles. Getting more technical, yeah, I was trying to say general, but yeah, it might be helpful to get more specific. Um, so, you know, in the West, we have the 12 zodiacs, we have the same 12 zodiacs, but then we have 27 stars in Vedic, which subdivided into smaller parts. So it gets really specific. Um, and then we really focus in on the moon nakshatra. We call it our birth star. And that birth star, amazingly, you know, every time I talk to a client about it or somebody about it, it's like, this is your star, this is what it means, and this will be the pattern in your life. And it's always true. It's not like the Zodiac in the West where maybe hit or miss it's true, or you could be any one of the 12. Because actually in Vedic astrology, you understand that you are all 12 in different areas of life. There's a, if you study astrology, you discover that. Um, but in particular, the nakshatra scheme is very interesting. It's like a deeper level of your psyche where you're plugged into the consciousness. It's your subconscious programming, really. And why do you have that? Well, that's the programming you need to evolve in this current life based on the karmas you need to resolve, based on the lessons you need to learn. And the same nakshatra can manifest in different ways. You know, you can tell if a soul is a little more highly evolved, an older soul, so to speak, more wise or more knowledge from past lives versus a soul who is more immature and a bit reckless, you know, just doing whatever, not really paying attention to what's going on. So it's interesting how each nakshatra, even though the theme is general, it's still 
with the chart, you can get specific what parts of that nakshatra are really coming out. So it's self-knowledge, really. It's helping them see themselves and that ultimately they have the power to change what's going on while still accepting that certain things were brought about so can't be changed now because they are the result of a past. The, the now is the future of the past, right? So the, you're not able to change what's happening right now. So you have to make your peace with that. But understanding that now is the future from the past, you can change your future going forward. So that's really what astrology is supposed to be about. So Nandi, is it saying your traits, your personality, your karma is affected um, by the position of these 27 stars and the position of the moon at the time of your birth? Is, is that what it is? Or? 100%. Yeah, you can tell a person's basic personality traits based on that. It's predetermined. The moment you're born, that's part of your suitcase. You, you brought those along. That was your clothes. You know, when you, you have your suitcase, it's not just your food and your, you know, dairy supplements or whatever. It's your, uh, you brought clothes with you. So how are you going to be dressed up? You know, are you going to be dressed up as a doctor? Are you going to be dressed up as a lawyer? So I'm calling you Kevin Kwok, but you're not Kevin Kwok. Who are you fooling? <laughs> <laughs> Imposter! That's not the real you. You're not Kevin. Who gave you that name? Somebody called you that. You're not Kevin. You're some. You're something. Some you're not Kevin. You know. So it's your identity. It's your mask. We're all actors, but we have to play the role. So if we're, let's say, I go on the stage and I'm dressed up as a villain, but I start behaving like this damsel. How how strange is that? You're not, you're not performing the role in the play that you were meant to. So you're going to run into problems. People are going to misunderstand you. They're going to say, you look like a villain. Why are you behaving like a... Uh... I have to censor my words here. But <laughs> why are you looking like no, this I, lady? No, I, I don't think you do. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. I get a little, lo a little local with my language. But, uh, but you know... I, I still get, um... it, it does tell you something about yourself. With all energetic forces when we are put into an, uh, a human embodied form, the way I express myself in this human form, you know, uh, as Kevin Kwok, it does tell you something about me as a, as an energy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think having experienced in the depths of meditation, not being in this form, just as, as pure as a consciousness, then it allows me to not identify you know, with just my name or my ethnicity or my job. Yeah. And then your karma is also related to your dharma, which dharma, which is your path in life. What are you supposed to do? What are you meant to do? What's your calling, your vocation or whatever? That's determined by your karma. Why? Because that's your way out. That's your way to make sure you don't have to go through those problems again. You know, if you do the right thing, chances are you're not going to have to go through the same problem, same exam, right? Because life is a school. We're all learning and we're all graduating or failing to a certain degree. Okay. Uh, I'm curious about these, um, like the mode of action. So 
you know, what, is the moon important because the moon affects the, the, the waves, the tidal waves, and maybe, you know, us being 60% water, the position of the moon at our birth could then affect, I don't know, the amount of movement of, of water in our body, which then affects our personality. Um, how, how do you think about what, how it works, why it works and why these, why the moon, why the emphasis on the moon and, and why these 27 stars out of, you know, sure. yeah, so the moon, I mean, everything in life, the first thing I teach astrology as well to people who, who, uh, are interested in that. But what I'm te when I teach my students about the astrology, I start off with, all of life is a manifestation of some planet or another. Everything around you is a planet. You're walking inside of a planet right now. You're walking inside of a chakra related to that planet. So the moon, water, moon is connected with water. It's connected with the mother. It's connected with your relationships, your, ab your ability to relate to society, your, your contentment in life. Um, you know, so let's say you have, a, there's a way, you know, problem with your moon in your chart. Chances are this person is never happy, even if they have it all. Because your, your, your material, so all the planets are important, but why the moon? Um, because it's your mind. It's your relative reality or your subjective reality. Uh, it's the most changeable one. So your emotions, it's the part of you you can program to do a certain thing. It's, and the 27, where the 27 comes from is because it takes about 27 and a half days, a little less, 27 and 0.3 or something for it to go around the whole zodiac. So every day is in a new star. But this is approximate, like there are specific calculations, but a rough estimate is 27. That's why there's 27, and the same reason there's 12, because it takes 12 full moons for the sun to go around the zodiac. Yeah. On average. And the, these affect the dharma that you, that you might have? Well, we look at all factors, but um, the moon is really just your basic personality and how you'll relate to people around you in society. So your relationship to society and your relationship with other people, you know, cause we, we don't behave so much based on our physical identity. Most of the time we behave based on how we feel, which is all about the moon, you know, some people, you know, I, I might see you and it's like, oh, I like you. But actually what you're picking up on is a vibe from that person's aura, which is their mind. You're picking off, because you may later on look at a picture of this person. It's like, this person isn't good looking. This person is not anything special. You know, I probably have a prejudice towards people of this particular ethnicity or group, but I still like them. You know, just making up a story here. But somehow I still like this person in spite of all my indoctrination and my prejudices. I still like them. There's a moon hundred percent. And same for a person you really don't like for no, no silly reason. You just can't stand this person. 
their very presence is annoying to you. <laughs> you know, guarantee as an astrologer, I will see that there's something going on in the charts that just doesn't get along. Mm. So that's when we realize that we need to detach, you know, this is just all we have to go along. We know we avoid people we don't like and we just get over it. But learning not to be overly attached to the things we like and don't like, knowing that it's just part of the story of life that we're living. It's not the ultimate end all. As an astrologer, that's how I look at it. Rokas, uh, go ahead, break in there, brother. What were you going to say? It seems from what you're saying, then can you not find your dharma through an astrological reading? Or is there more to it? You can. Um, but even if I say to you, do this, are you going to do it? Would be the question. I see you have the chart for... No, you know, you know, I can tell you he's not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Yes. kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I actually say that, you know, I, I was mentioning that to uh, uh, a client the other day. Um, you know, I, they asked me this question. I said, you know, we, we fixed that a month ago and you didn't do anything I said, and I'm still waiting for you to, <laughs> Tell me how that went. Uh, I'm not going to repeat myself. Oh, it's funny. It's the human nature. Yeah. Uh, and I'd like to go back again. Uh, you mentioned before you should strive for your spiritual identity. Uh, could you explain that more? So based on astrology. So, you know, we talk about karma and we talk about you have this bad karma, this good karma, but what's the point? What's the point of knowing this if you can't do anything about it? What's the point of anything really? You know, what? why do we exist? Only like, otherwise you're gonna feel very depressed about your life or you're gonna be like, wow, I have such good karma. I can, you know, blow all my money. It's just gonna come back to me. The stars are good, you know? You're wasting all that positive energy that you've built over several lifetimes probably and you're blowing it all away. So guess what? Next life, chances are you're going to be born a pauper. <laughs> you know, that's, that's uh, one of the things in astrology. It's not just understanding why there's a point. There's the reason why there's a lesson that needs to be learned. Either you, you know, not understood how to, to use your energy. Uh, so striving for your real identity, understanding that, you're a soul on a journey and that you are accumulating experiences to learn things and that the real solution to get out, like if you feel like your life is miserable or you have really challenging karma, the answer is karma or dharma. It's action. You have to strive. Striving means to make efforts to manifest your true potential because really deep down inside we really all know that we are this unlimited being that has so much potential but we're limited by life we feel like life is limiting us if you feel that way it's because there's some karma that needs to be resolved 
And the only way it's going to be resolved is by doing the hard work to dig yourself, you know, get rid of that burden that you feel is weighing you down. It could be an intellectual process where you just make sense of what's going on for yourself. It could be a physical process, emotional process where you maybe go and make peace with your family members who you fought with when you were a kid and you ran away from home or something. There's a stage where before you can move forward, you have to resolve your past, get rid of that burden, and then you'll be free. You'll be free to manifest your real potential, but you're going to do that on the ashes of your past. You know, you're like the Phoenix, but until you burn down completely, you won't be able to rise like the Phoenix. You have to really go through the karma. You can't just bury the karma somewhere. You actually have to, have to go burn it. You have to go face it and deal with it. Sometimes that's what it is. Like, yeah, you have a difficult karma with your mom in this life. Even though you don't get along, do something nice. Go get her flowers from Mother's Day. Give her a call. It doesn't matter if you agree. It doesn't matter if she wants to be, you know, this difficult character to deal with. The fact that you made the effort, you made the first step, you've resolved it on your side. You've put the seed so that you can move forward. And as you move forward, they will also get freed. You know, we're all connected. So it's by resolving our karma, we're helping everybody else around us. So that's what I meant by striving. It's like taking ownership. And Ooh, you know, I like that. Oh, ownership, <laughs> responsibility. Mm. so yeah so it's it's an awkward conversation sometimes you know because people have this mindset about an astrologer it's like tell me my good days and it's like well guess what all your days are bad until you make a change <laughs> you know i can't i can predict the hundred percent guys i'm gonna wrap i'm gonna yeah sorry Rod. um I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it off here. I'm gonna I'm gonna not waste any more of your guys' time. I wanna I wanna wanna say thank you. We we ran we ran over time. Um, any last final thoughts or or closing arguments? I think life is not only about striving, and this is for someone who typically strives a lot and takes ownership. I think there there should be a balance between doing, but also being, um, you know, I actually met this physicist last week who was having a bit of a midlife crisis. And he said, collection of knowledge is an addiction. So I, for someone who likes knowledge, just because I'm a curious person, I just thought it was interesting that I came across that. So, you know, sort of have enough to have a, a view of this world, but don't be obsessed by it. Also take time to just be and just enjoy life and, and understand yourself, not, not just striving. Because I think if you're always striving, then you're never getting, you might never feel satisfied. I agree. I, I agree. I know Nandi agrees with that 100%. We, we have the same uh, philosophy there, all of us do. Um, and, and that's what bothers me so much about what I see on social media and, and um, the extreme positivity porn that is uh, just exhausting. And it's like, you know, uh, just reading a, a positive quote every day and, and, and 
going after these these um, uh, you know breaking walls and barriers with every moment. It's it, we're forgetting the philosophy of Wu Wei, which is to do nothing and only counter when there's an attack on you. And and to do nothing and to lose in the moment is the is to win in the in the greater battle. And and I think that that's that's um, one of the most profound things that that many people teach, but it's not taught enough. Um, a lot, what we see a lot is the proactive, um, you know, it's the antithesis of being lazy, but uh, at the same time, it can go to extremes. And, and yes, intellectual knowledge will eventually run its course and fulfill a, a, a cycle and, and run right into itself again and come up with another question that reads another question and another question. It usually won't give you an, a complete answer, um, which is why uh, you exactly have to just rest sometimes in in that in the fact that everything is uh, everything is really the way it's supposed to be. Even if it feels like you're going backwards, you're you're actually never going backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Comfortable being uncomfortable, knowing that you'll never know. You'll get closer to the truth, but you won't know the truth. Um, I think that's just how I view life now. Whereas before I was dogged on trying to find the meaning of life. But how can we know when we, our world makes up experience that gives you a, a better understanding? Uh, but once you've met that sort of baseline threshold, uh, then it helps you to live life a bit more peacefully, I think. Real, real quick, I wonder if, if Nundi is thinking the same thing I'm thinking. So, e yes and no, I think. I, I would disagree and agree. I, I think there is a knowing. Uh, there, there, there is a universe, and there is a meditative philosophy that breeds knowing. However, that knowing is not in the mind. The mind cannot know everything. However, we can attain a level of enlightenment that that breeds no ultimate knowing but it has nothing to do with the body or the mind it's got nothing to do with space form or time and uh you know that is that is the ultimate meditative uh state that that does breed the truth um but it is not in the mind yeah. so yes. i would make that distinction there is a I was actually just reading something on Facebook this morning and I thought about posting something about it. Um, mind over body. I have a problem with that because it's incomplete. Sure. The mind is the program that runs the body. Let's say, you know, all illnesses stem from some sort of mental or emotional origin and can you know a lot of things can be healed if you resolve your inner emotions but the real highest is you which is not the mind you're not a mind you're not just this computer program you're you you're this shining light this you're the uranium core that powers everything right that's the real source of healing that's the real source of anything and like Rajan said, that's where all knowing exists. That's where you actually 
see everything, including where the black matter comes from. And the other 95% of the universe, you discover, and this might sound wild, but that you can actually travel to other planets in their etheric space. Because all things material have a vibration. All matter is ultimately space vibrating at different rates. There actually is no matter, ultimately. Everything is black matter. So there's a vibration that you can reach where you see that and you have an understanding, but it's intuitive. It's beyond the uh, intellect rational mind. But when it downloads into your rational computer, right, you, you put a new CD-ROM or whatever in your computer, you don't do that anymore, but you put a new information into your computer and boom, there's something amazing your, your computer can do. Something so creative, you installed the InDesign or Photoshop for the first time, you know, your computer that could only do Word can now transform videos. And so that's what meditation and ultimately the yoga path is about, is about downloading that upgraded software that can do these amazing things. So I think it's self over mind over matter. Well said. Beautiful. Rockers, what's your concluding remarks? Um, I don't have anything to add that just that it was a really enjoyable conversation. Um, and yeah, I learned and now I'm, I'm even interested in astrology myself, but I didn't, I didn't consider it before this conversation. I think I'll go and look into it more now. Um, and yeah, uh, anything you'd like to say, Raj? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned being interested in Vedic astrology. So, uh, Nandi, if, if, if uh, one of the listeners needs a reading, needs to, needs to hire you for a job and learn more about uh, or take more of your time uh, and become involved, have your work become involved in their life, um, would they do that? Sorry, you cut out there. Uh, how would they do that? Is how would they all contact yeah. me? Sure. Um, so they can contact me by email. I have, uh, it's natarajajotish at gmail.com. And I probably, my website is designed and all that. So I'll probably put some time into it and update it. But they can just email me for a reading and I will uh, reach out to them. How or even if they want to learn astrology, you know, I teach. My format of teaching is not online videos and such. It's more of one-on-one -on -one mentoring. So I find it's more productive and really goes deep right from the start, rather than videos are a bit of a passive form of teaching. Just my How would you spell your email? Uh, N-A-T-A-R-A-J-A. I have to think about it. And then J-Y-O-T-I-S-H-A. Not, not a Jayotishi. That's a long name. Yeah, it's long. I was trying to think how to make it shorter, but I just couldn't detach myself from that. I just got enamored with the name when I came up with it. So. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to sign off here. And um, I appreciate 
you guys uh, spending this quality time with us and talking philosophy and religion and karma and the path. Thank you. My pleasure. And I encourage everyone to go out and see the full moon because I actually do it every month. So when the next one's there, just uh, grab your binoculars and head out to a high viewpoint. If you're in London, Primrose Hill is stunning. Nice. Okay. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night.